Hello, I'm Niall Easton, and this is Fully Involved with Unified Fire. Today we're going to be talking about fitness, but not the physical type, the more mental type. And joining us today, we have Darren Elkins, the Clinical Ops Director for Bloomquist Hale, who's part of our new, um, I guess we call it EAP, I'm not even sure what that stands for, joining us. We also have Lane Hilton. Lane, what is EAP? Um, it is our Employee Assistance Program. Employee Assistance Program. Okay. So... And and Cam DeVogue, of course, is producing the show as always. Hello. Hi. So, Darren, just talk a little bit about what you guys do. I will do that. Thank you. And thanks for having me. It's fun to be here with you guys. So it's fun. Um, what we do is it's nice that what we do is tied up in the title, Employee Assistance Program, right? We do have people that think that's like we're like going to help them find a job or something. It sounds like right. an employment agency or something. Like, help me find a job. And we'll help you with that too. But um, but most people have a job and that's why they got this benefit. So Employee Assistance Program, what we do is pretty, we, it's pretty comprehensive. Um, we're here to help with your life challenges. We all have them, Right. And that's a pretty broad thing to say, right? We're here to help with life challenges. That can be a lot of things. And if so, if you called and said, oh, my life challenge is my car broke down, um, I'm probably not going to give you a lot of direct help in that regard. Like yeah. I'm not going to be able to know what to do, but I'm going to be able to tell you where I think you should get some help or I can guide you into. So, but for the most part, what that means is we're here as a counseling service. That's the basic part. The kind of foundation of what we do is provide um, clinical services to help people. Um, but it kind of goes beyond that. And I think we'll talk about that today, classes and things like that that we do as well. But it's really just, it's a nice, it's a, it's a really cool way that organizations come together and provide something for their employees. Like I, when I found out about employee assistance, I didn't even know what it was. Here I am a counselor and I'm interviewing with it. Someone said, Hey, you should come work with us. I'm like, I don't even know what that is, but it's offered through the company so that that the company takes care of the cost of the service. And then the employee, everyone wins. The employee is happy because they get a free service and it's not tied up in a diagnosis like you'd have to get if you went through your insurance. If you go through insurance, you have to get diagnosed in order to get coverage. You don't have to get diagnosed with an EAP. We just here to help it's covered through the, through the employer. And so we can just provide whatever you need. Mm. Um, just sit down and talk about your situation and, and find out what is it's going on in your life and how we can help you through it. Well, Lane, how did we end up um, choosing Bloomquist Hale? What was, and, and why? Okay. Um, that's a really good question. So since we, uh, since I've been on the department anyway, back when we were Salt Lake County, we've always had some sort of EAP in place. Um, we had an EAP that we were working with, but more and more of our people were going to them and they were coming back and they didn't really have a good experience or they were immediately referred out, uh, being told that our EAP couldn't work with them because of firefighter issues. Um, and those are varied and many, it seems, but, um, what the department did at that point is they made a decision to find a new EAP program that would work more specifically with firefighters. So a couple of things they did is they went through the RFP process like we do, had a number of different companies put in for it and had them all come and explain what they would offer and how they would offer. But more specifically, what the chief was looking for is what do you offer for first responders and EMS and fire and things like that. Um, Blumquist right now covers uh, a ton 
of departments throughout the valley, even throughout the state. And I think you even go up to Idaho in certain mm-hmm. situations, don't you? Yeah. Um, and in the in the process of doing that, we were able to talk to some of the other departments and find out what they thought uh, and had really good reviews on it, particularly since Blumquist started, has started their first responder program. And um, we ran them through the end. It came down to two EAPs, uh, and then they ended up ultimately going with Blumquist Hell because they do have a first responder team in place. And we've already used them um, on, on call-outs and some CISDs that we've had, uh, and we've had really good success. Had a number of people go to see them on the first responder team already, and um, again, really, really good success. It's kind of funny because Darren was actually one of our contract providers even before mm. um, we went on with Blumquist as uh, an EAP. We had four of their counselors at Blumquist that worked with first responders. We were actually using them already. So I can tell you, uh, <laughs> some of you may have even remembered Darren's done a, a podcast with us when we were still doing it under roll call on family relations. I can tell you, Darren knows his stuff. He's one of the people on, he's a great resource for families and couples. And um, he's a smart man, this guy. Oh, well, you just lost all credibility. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe go into a little bit, Darren, of your background. Sure. And, and then I want to talk just who's eligible for the service. Good. Yeah, my background. So I'm, I'm, uh, my license is a licensed marriage and family therapist. But if you understand counseling, you know that there's basically three licenses you can get in Utah, LCSW, LMFT, and CMHC. And they all kind of lead to the same place, which is a general ability to help people and diagnose and help through all kinds of problems. Um, and I, I was working in kind of a, uh, a long-term model with this kind of a domestic violence program, kind of a place I worked at for a long time. And then I found out about Blomquist Hill. And I've been here now for um, 13 years next month. And I fell in love with the idea of what we do. It kind of aligned with what I love. I love that that employers are doing this for their people to provide this service and help people early, right? Not wait till it's something that um, it takes a hold of people's lives and makes it even more difficult. Give early services and and late too, right? The whole the whole um, spectrum of of needs that people have. So that's a little bit of my background. I've been the clinical director, um, you know, more recently over all of our offices, but before that, just kind of over the Salt Lake area. And uh, love what we do. I, Lane's nice to say that about me, but I think Lane deserves a lot of credit for why we've taken the direction that we have. I was sitting in a meeting that we've been invited to, kind of a one of your meetings that, that all the firefighters had come to and were being taught about mental health services. And one of the slides talked about how disappointing EAPs can be. Mm. <laughs> and I sat in the room and I thought, you know what? It's true. Like I heard what they were saying and why why it can be a difficult a resource for people. And I thought it's true. I don't know that employee assistance program, the way it's been designed in the past really fits and is really what is needed given the culture and the issues that you deal with, the, the severity of the yeah, issues I, that you see. I, I totally agree. A, a, a previous place I won't name, but we, we had some issues <laughs> with a daughter and used our EAP that was provided. And I, I guess I would just say underwhelming. Yeah. And it felt more like, yeah. well, okay, I guess we need to go find our own help now. Right. And so, yeah, just it didn't feel like what I thought. It was just kind of a throw in. 
Yeah. And I don't like, it made me feel icky to think that we're going to try to help in a, in a way that's just not really getting to what's needed. You know, like I, I don't, I don't want to do that. So either we're going to do this the right way or let's not pretend to be something we're not. And, and Lane was a big part of that. We said, let's find out from the experts. Let's, let's talk to some people who within, right? Like, let's talk to you guys. Let's find out what you need. And then let's talk to the the experts in the field, in our field that have worked with you. All right. That know how best to serve and, and handle the things that you come across and let's get better at this. Let, and then we found out, well, we probably ought to specialize too. Like when that's where the idea of having a, a team, you know, all of our therapists can help with many things, but then we identified people within that said, let's help you get really specialized and good at, at what's needed there. So it's been a long, it's been a journey for us personally. We've, we've done dedicated a lot to it. And, and I credit a lot of people for that, but it's helped us to say, let's get really serious about, about helping first responders through their challenges. Oh, great. Well, who is eligible to use this service? If you're listening, well, I don't know. Do well, this people, goes, can this you, goes everywhere. I say, maybe I should There's be careful. Worldwide. You're going to have people from <laughs> France coming in and said, <laughs> saying, I get free counseling here. So yeah, better, better, it, better fix that. that, huh? Yeah. Okay. Is it all employees or just our sworn employees? What about family? Yeah. Anybody in, in the home. So, if you're in the house, even if you're on a different insurance plan for some reason, we'll still help you out. If you are got a grown child that's 24 and still sitting on your insurance, but they're off in Nebraska or somewhere, we'll help them too. Okay. Well, let's dive into then just some things that you're seeing. Um, I, I, Of course, the big topic, we're coming up on a year of, of COVID. And I've, I've been reading a lot about COVID's impact on mental health, COVID's mm. impact on marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like some it's been it's been better for some marriages and for others it's been terrible. Mm-hmm. What are you seeing with like our emergency responders? Man, yeah, I think you guys, I I feel like a lot of you have handled it better than some other people. If I'm being honest, you're more more used to. <laughs> I feel like you guys were kind of already accustomed to to trauma and and daily challenges. Not to say it hasn't impacted you. I'm sure it has. And I know it has. I've, I've talked to many and especially because it impacts everybody, their home. Like even if you felt like you had the resources, you're now I got your kids at home. Like you're supposed to be a teacher. What? <laughs> you know? So it's, it's impacted everybody in a great way. And, they, and you said it well, I, I, this is a mental health pandemic, right? Yeah. I mean, medically it's, it's affecting a lot of people enough that we're all concerned about it. But it's impacting everybody um, mental health wise. It's impacted everyone. And so we are seeing, you know, if I, if I look, reflect back now, like, it's been a year, right? At the beginning, it felt like everyone kind of like, we didn't have a lot of demand for our service in the very beginning. It felt like everybody kind of took a break from whatever their regular challenges were, like in their life, their marriages, their families. And, and they just kind of went into survival mode and just like, hey, let's just. Let's just get through this quarantine that we thought was going to be a couple of paper. (laughs) Right. Get toilet paper. (laughs) That became therapy. (laughs) They're they're in line for toilet paper. They have time for therapy. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But um, it felt like there was a kind of a pause, not a total pause, but a slowdown in some of the services that were asked of us. We stayed, you know, open through, we had to, we fortunately were already trying to do some video counseling and stuff before that. So we were already, ahead of it a little bit, but then we had to really rally to get all of our therapists who some of them didn't know how to use computers super well <laughs> to, to get used to doing video therapy and things to, you know, to accommodate the quarantine and stuff. But so it was a lot of adjustment for all of us. But after that initial period, boy, things really picked up. 
people started, you know, we started to see, all right, people are having challenges. And um, in lots of ways, we've we've gotten very busy and we've picked up to where now we're we're very busy. And just so you know, um, we are kind of mixed in our approach to doing this. We, we do offer it in person. Our offices are open. And so if you're, if it's your personality, you prefer to sit down face to face with somebody, we have people to do that. If you want to and willing, we still do video zoom therapy as well. Okay. So what, what, what do you think's been, are there commonalities in what what issues people are having during this time. I mean, for, for me personally, what's been hard, our, our marriage feels awesome. We're hitting 30 years this month. Hey, congrats and on that. it feels like we just became codependent almost. Like it was <laughs> like, okay, I can't see anybody else. Uh-huh. So I need you. And she felt she's a teacher. So she was oh, yeah. really stressed out too. But our kids, especially like our, our 18 to 24 year olds, I, I can see they're struggling because they, they're not getting the stimulus from friends and mm-hmm. their social networks and they're in college and college sucks right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. None of the fun things are happening. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm saying. I'm just wondering what you've. Yeah. No, all across the board. You're right. I, I've seen worked with youth who were doing just fine before all this. They, they were well-adjusted, happy. And man, if you're an extrovert, this really took a toll on you, right? And and so I've seen a lot of people that have entered into the challenges that they just weren't in a part of, you know? It seems like taking everybody a little bit further down that road. You brought up a good point. I have seen some people have been maybe strengthened, like they've rallied and seen this as been a good wake-up call for them. We, we're all just kind of sleepwalking through life. It's just the habit, right? Things are just going normal. And for some people, a thing like this kind of woke them up. Um, I know for me, from a fitness standpoint, from a physical standpoint, it did that for me. It should have had the opposite effect. I, I wasn't living very healthy. I don't think in, in, in a physical way, like exercise and in, in my diet. And uh, interestingly, this was my, my kind of wake up call to say I could sit and, and I, I work next to the kitchen a lot of the time. Now I can let that become a bigger problem or I can kind of, kind of use this as my wake up call. I think a lot of people did that, but you highlighted, I think the, the group I'm the most worried about. And that is our kids, they, their lifestyle has been impacted more than any of us. I I think some of us, as we get older, already we're sitting at home on a Friday night, (laughs) right? Maybe, maybe we already had a social life that we didn't gather as much. I mean, it impacted everybody, but the kids, I mean, overnight, you know, my daughter's, she's an outgoing girl and she loves her friends and dances were all canceled and, 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 uh, you know, band was like almost impossible to try to pull off. And, and so, you know, it's, it's impacting them in huge ways. And, and when your kids are suffering, guess who else is suffering, right? Oh yeah. The parents and everybody else. So it's, a, it's a, it, we're seeing it across the board and it's been a, a you know, a trying time for everybody. And I can tell you that just within our department, um, uh, 95% of our referrals are for family issues right now. Um, and it's, it's really interesting. The, one of the populations that I'm seeing the most that have been hit by this is elementary age school kids, because they're just learning to socialize at that age anyway. And so you have these certain fourth graders that are just getting good at it. And then they got pulled out of it for a year. And it's been really difficult. Now that we're going back, we're seeing a huge spike in anxiety with these kids because they've forgotten kind of how to do it. We take being social for granted, but it is a learned skill. And um, so 
one of the things I want to stress is that if you are seeing that with your kids, Lundquist can help. Absolutely. And they do take a lot of times they're like, well, they only see adults. No, they, they oh, see children as we well. We do a lot. And you brought up the word. You asked me what you see the what's 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 new, what's what's really changed? Anxiety. Mm-hmm. Anxiety is is on the rise. It um it's I think it's the diagnosis of our day. You can go back over time and say hey, it was ADHD and it was depression. Like it's anxiety right now. That's the big thing. We we've developed internally a program for that. So what we've done is um, Carol Ward is one of our therapists. Who is awesome. She's awesome. And she's like the child at guru, right? Mm-hmm. And um, if you want to see Carol and any of us, by the way, I'll put a plug in for our webinars. Um, if you go to YouTube and look at the Blomquist Hill channel, I think we have over 70 now, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. uh, webinars that we started in March. So <laughs> it's the COVID collection, you could call it, right? But we've been doing webinars. I have a couple on there if you want to see me too, but we have a bunch of webinars that we've been doing topical for just about anything you can think of by the, by now um, to help. So it's just on demand. You can watch those, but um, Carol's one of them that does a lot of those, but she's doing this anxiety program. And I call it a program instead of a group or class because it's more than just a class, right? A class, you just show up, listen, pay, take some notes and go home. She tries to make it interactive. So we keep the group smaller, 10 to 15 to help that happen. And she'll even meet with people a couple of times through the course of the class individually to say, how does this, what does this mean to you? And what's the rest of the plan for you? This class may not, this organize, this group experience may be part of the plan, but what's the rest of it look like for you? What is your situation? So it's kind of a hybrid of counseling and a kind of a class group thing. And it's really, really been successful. We've, she has this pre and post test that she does called the, the GAD. It's an anxiety mm. kind of measure. And the scores are, are are indicating and showing that it's really making an impact. And 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 we have a an adult group mm-hmm. and we have a youth group too. And um sadly, I'll, I'll be honest, the youth group hasn't been well attended, but well, it's she'll tell you they do better than the adults. <laughs> they do a great job interacting and, and participating and getting somewhere. We're just not seeing a lot of people enroll. And so we'd like to change that. We'd like to get more people participate in through these these really it's great material good stuff that just you'll come out of it feeling like i get it like i understand not only do i understand my anxiety better but i understand what to do with it i understand mm-hmm. some tools that'll help me get through it and oh, and just great. as a plug for carol um my own <coughs> i have people in my own family using carol they absolutely dig what she does we're she's, gonna get keep carol really, really busy now aren't we yeah. she's gonna get away. she's gonna she's gonna get <laughs> yeah. swamped but no she i mean and that's coming from a therapist my family uses her She's awesome. And so, um, by all means, and she's so good with kids. So, so good with kids. But a lot of our counselors, that's kind of their thing. They like to work with the yeah. the, the kids and teenagers. Um, that's the other spike area I, I've seen yeah, yeah. is with teens. And we're seeing a lot of depressive issues. We're seeing a lot of anxiety with them, like you mentioned. But most of it's centered around, again, social issues and how to be social again. Mm-hmm. And losing boyfriends or girlfriends uh-huh. because of it. Uh-huh. A lot of identity issues, different things like that. Blumquist can manage those things. Another thing I was curious about, because um, we did a podcast with some of our firefighters who survived COVID. And something I'd not thought about was the mental health of COVID survivors mm. after mm-hmm. they'd gone through it. And it was interesting because I, I'd not thought about the fact like 
one of them was talking about just the worry, will I ever get back to being the same? Mm. Or is this going to be this lingering problem mm -hmm. the rest of my mm -hmm. life? Have you seen much with that? That's a good question. And, and I, the honest answer is no. I haven't worked a lot with people in a broad sense. I know, so you can think of one or two examples of people that, yeah, that have had it and now they're kind of wondering what that means for them. But I think that, that deserves more attention. Like what is, we don't know. There's so much we don't know about the vaccine, about mm -hmm. all of it. And we feel really encouraged. Like the vaccine, the latest information is, wow, it's much better than we even thought. Usually it's the other way around, right? We think, oh, it's going to be amazing. And then we find out it's not so great. But they're actually saying that maybe even a one dose is going to be amazing for the new ones that are coming yep. out. So that's really encouraging, right? But we don't know. We don't know a lot about this one. And we don't know about... Uh, the long-term effects of COVID. And I can see how that, that anxiety we're talking about, you know, anxiety is usually it's, it's kind of maybe oversimplifying it, but depression is usually about the past, right. Or the present. It's like, I don't like how things have been and I'm kind of sitting in that and I'm depressed. Anxiety is often future oriented. It's worry about what's coming next. What's around the corner for me. And so, yeah, if you're experiencing anxiety, that might be an indicator that you're, there's some worry that about things that are coming. And even if you're not consciously aware of it, um, let's work through that. Let's figure out what's on your mind. What's causing you to to wake up in the middle of the night? And what's causing you to feel like you're just on edge all the time, looking around the corner? What's coming next? What's going to hurt me? And and, and you know, like the approach is it's a balanced approach of coming to accept life, and it's just unpredictable. It'd be nice if therapy and anything out there was about making it all predictable for you and just. We'll help you feel like you, you've got it all total yeah. control of your life, but that's not realistic, right? It's helping people come to terms with um, what can I do and what I can't do and what I do about that. And can I give you a quick example of a study yeah, that was yeah. done? Um, a little experiment that was done with people um, after a traumatic event, like they went through together, maybe it's a bank robbery or something where a whole group of people experienced the same trauma together. And, and immediately after they gave them all the traditional care and the, the kind of psychological first aid and help through it. And then they provided counseling and all kinds of services. But in addition, half of the group was assigned to put together within the first 24 hours, a jigsaw puzzle, just a simple <laughs> jigsaw puzzle. And the other half wasn't. And they just want, they had their theories about this, but they said, let's see what happens. And they found that the half that did a jigsaw puzzle actually recovered qu more quickly and more fully than the half that didn't. And you think that's silly, right? I'd feel weird about, hey, I'm sorry you went through this horrible bank robbery. Can you put together a jigsaw puzzle tonight? Like <laughs> they might question my license, right? It's only right? a 500. Yeah, come on. <laughs> but I'm sure, I wonder how they pulled that off and made people feel good about it. But I think there's two reasons, in my opinion, why that worked, why it worked. One is when you go through tough times, whether it's a quick trauma, like one thing you went through or a series of things like this COVID has become a chronic, mm -hmm. a chronic problem. Now it's not acute. We're out of the acute phase. It's chronic. And whether it's acute or chronic, you start to see the world as ugly, right? The world, we're just, we're looking around us and the world is no longer beautiful. It's, it's scary. I can't go to the store without feeling afraid that people are going to hurt me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Because of what they're breathing. And, uh, and so this kind of constant feeling of the world is ugly. And the other part of it is the world now is out of my control more than ever before. I can't, things I don't even see germs are, might come at me and I don't know how to stop that, you know? And so with that feeling of helplessness, I can't do anything. And also the world became ugly. Think of a jigsaw puzzle, a jigsaw puzzle. You're taking something broken and ugly 
and you're putting it together and making a pretty kitten in a barn or whatever, <laughs> whatever puzzles you do, right? I mean, for me, sometimes I do it and I'm just frustrated the whole time because I can't find the right piece, but, but you can fix it. It's, it's solvable mm -hmm. unless your kids lost a couple pieces, <laughs> right? But you can, you can fix it and you can make something pretty again. And I think part of it, whether it's a puzzle or that unfinished project, we saw a lot of I, Home Depot and Lowe's and stuff. They did pretty well this year. Like a lot of people fixing stuff around their house. And I think that's people naturally knew that maybe I just need to fix stuff I can in my life. Like I can't fix this. I can't make this go away, but I can, I can take what I can in my life to try to make it beautiful and fix something. And I think that puts us back in a position of feeling more hopeful and in charge of our lives a little bit. Right. Well, that's, that's really interesting. And I do remember like that April, May time period when trips to Lowe's, cause I did exactly that. It was like project time. Mm -hmm. um, it was the most crowded place that we had <laughs> yeah. at the time. I could not believe how crowded that was it's like so, waiting for space mountain at disneyland yeah, yeah. I, I really think you're there's on. a fast pass at home depot maybe <laughs> yeah. there's definitely something to that having something to to control and to build and and see a good product come out helps us recover from that i can see that yeah that's interesting um well i really appreciate you joining us today i think we're going to do this regularly lane anything yeah, else just want to throw one thing in with this because it's and it's really important um, with some of our services at the UFA, you do need a referral to utilize and go through just so we can uh, manage payment for those things. Mm -hmm. Our EAP, we don't. You don't okay. need a referral from, from me or from uh, Green Air Cal to do that. And so you can call them and, and get help at, at any time that you need. The one thing is, is if, if you are seeing them as a first responder and it's for first responder stress, we ask that you tell Blumquist that you are a first responder so they can pair mm -hmm. you up with the right people. Yes. Okay. And we've had a couple of incidents, and granted, we're new to it, but we've had a couple of incidents where people just call and say, I need an appointment. And then they get put with somebody that they don't, they, they've come back and said they don't understand first responders. Mm -hmm. They don't work with them usually. It's like, did you ask for somebody on the team? Oh, no, I didn't know I was supposed to oh, do that. Shoot. Yeah, so make sure you ask for somebody on the first responder team and identify yourself as a first responder. Good. And that's for our full-time and our, our uh, part-time members. That's how you get to that part of the team. And again, very good people on that team. Um, they've either been trained in all of the recommended therapies that uh, IAFF and the IFC are recommending for us. And... Um, I think three of them have former first responder experience. So um, it is, it is pretty awesome. Well, that's great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, like I was mentioning, I think we're going to do this regularly, bring you back and we'll get more topical yeah. on specifics yeah. with you too. Let's do another um, marriage and family one. I love that one. We had a lot of good response, particularly on your, your, re, your reunions and, and talking the transitions about that. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of really good response on that. People have implemented those. So good. Let's do that. Yeah, we'll yeah. do it again for sure. That'd so we'll plan on something next month. But thank you for joining us. For Cam DeVogue, I'm Niall Easton. This has been Fully Involved with Unified Fire. Until next time. From the Salt Lake Valley, this has been Fully Involved. Follow Unified Fire on social media and be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Until next time, stay safe and thank you for listening.